This is Bulls Beat on Bulls Unlimited. Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. Thanks for dropping by on a Wednesday. We've got plenty of good audio for you on this program. That means a lot of non-me voices because I would never say that I'm just good audio. I would never do that. Actually, speaking of that, wait until tomorrow's new version of Bullseye. We'll tell you about that shortly. But here you're going to hear from Alex Golish, a little bit from Jonathan Ross and Weston Wolf, both of whom spoke during a press conference. And there was some crossover at the press conference because after the football portion, Amir Abdurrahim spoke, and we'll give you some of those comments in previewing tomorrow night's season opener against South Carolina State. But just behind the scenes here, it was a little reverse as Coach Abdurrahim actually spoke with yours truly for Bullseye before his press conference. So I warmed him up, and I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy that tomorrow. But they also spoke to each other in Crossing Paths, and I'll play on this show what Alex Golish had to say about both the basketball coaches and trying to learn from them. It's it's kind of interesting, of course, when you have Golish and Abdurrahim in their first years here. Some news when it comes to Sean Atkins of The Good Variety. Also, since we don't do a show on Tuesday anymore, we'll replay some of the highlights from Monday night's season opener for the women's basketball team. A victory and a big debut for Vicky Victoria Blessig, who scored 15 points in the 76-61 win over Texas Arlington. You'll also hear from not quite satisfied, although in parts pleased, Jose Fernandez. It is a big Thursday, not just with the men's season opener, which of course will carry on Bulls Unlimited, but with the volleyball squad going up against East Carolina, the battle for first place in the East Division. But when you hear that, you think, well, it'll settle it. No, there's there's quite a few matches coming up for volleyball that are going to settle who wins the East Division. Something tells me there's going to be a shared title, and I'll explain here shortly. Also give you my conversation with one of the seniors who's going to be honored this week. That is defensive specialist Alexis Williams. One of her teammates was the player of the week for volleyball. Another sport got a player of the month. There's so much happening. In fact, Coach Golish gave a shout out to volleyball among his opening statements before going into a lot of what went wrong with some that went right up in Memphis. Start off with congrats to to Jose and, and his women um, opening up 1-0. You know, uh, Amir and his crew got one on Thursday opening up year one. So we were just talking about what that's like. Um, but opening up and, and hopefully have a great year and our women's volleyball team, huge matchup on Thursday and Friday to go finish off. So uh, excited for them. For us, um, Saturday, Man, um, so much good and then so much bad uh, all at the same time. It's the inconsistency that, that that keeps you up at night. It's everything from turning it over um, on the first drive and, and, you know, spotting a team 14 points. It's, <laughs> it's um, a little bit of a broken record there. And then the fight to come back um, was certainly impressive. And then um, not having the ability to go finish at the end. Um, which is really kind of a sign of a lot of things. You know, I, I think um, operationally we're continuing to get better offensively. Uh, we're continuing to have confidence in, in what we're doing. I think the quarterback is playing at a high rate. Um, you know, I think we, we took advantage of what the defense gave us at times. Uh, and then late in the fourth quarter, we, we just could not jumpstart a drive to go put it together, which is disappointing. 
Um, I think defensively, a lot of, um, a lot of immaturity, um, and it shows up at different times, uh, fundamentally, and then, and then certainly um, the players just making plays. Uh, so disappointed in a lot of ways there. I, I think, um, you know, you, you, you're in the middle of it, so you're, you're trying to continuously fix something to then be able to move on to fixing something else. I think our immaturity, and I don't know if it's youth as much as truly immaturity, where we are as a program shows up at some inopportune times, and we've been lucky to, to come out on the right side of it, and then we've been just lucky enough not to. Um, you know, the only thing I know is is to go back, address the issues. I, I don't ever hide from our from our issues as a team. Address the issues head on, um, and those issues come from anything schematically to effort to um, scheme matching the effort. And and I told the guys um, after the game, and I told them again yesterday morning. For us, we're laying a foundation for for a program where we're going to play harder than our opponent for longer. And and if certain guys are not just built that way, and it's a competitive edge that you got to have. And it's November. You're playing in meaningful games. You're playing on the road. You're playing against a good opponent. Like man, I'm good sitting guys down and playing the next guy. I really am. And and I've I've stood on the table for that and that's why you've continued to see different rotations in there uh different guys continuing to play i think it's part of year one and and the part that i'm not discouraged about is probably because i've been through it uh which is why i feel like i'm attacking it head on i feel like i've been through situations where you kind of let things fester and and then it kind of blows up in a, in a way um for us addressing it head on that's why you continue to see different guys playing in there uh, we're trying to find the right combination of guys that'll give it everything they got while having the ability to go do it. And I don't hide from our issues. Um, they, they certainly show up at, at some, some times. But we're going to continue to fight, continue to get better. We just had a really long, competitive, tough, hard practice. I'm glad it was kind of hot today. Um, I wanted to see who would respond. Love how he just does not shy away from tackling, as you heard, head on the issues the team is having. And I thought it really got interesting when he broke down, you know, some of the players that they're inconsistently performing. And especially on defense the other day, there was a lot of switching going on back in coverages in the secondary. Well, they're doing stuff on the fly and they're having to make some decisions that, you know, in a couple of years you hope you don't have to make. Here's what Golish had to say specifically on it. You're constantly trying to find the best version of each guy, but then you come to a crossroads, and I feel like we're there where it's like, man, like the inconsistency is what's actually killing us. And when you don't know what you're going to get out of a guy, just like if they don't know what they're going to get out of us as coaches, it doesn't ever work. And so we that's why you continue to see lineup changes where, man, like this guy's having an elite week of practice, go with him. This guy's having an elite week of practice, go with him. We don't have right now collectively a big enough group on all three sides of the ball that consistently are elite in their process and work to where you line up Saturday and you say, I know exactly what I'm getting out of that guy. And so, therefore, you're getting inconsistent performance, which our job as coaches is to create consistent performance. That's why I'm so process-driven rather than result-driven because what what it happened on Saturday is a direct reflection of what it looked like during the week, honestly what it looked like in the offseason, the entirety of what a young man is. And when you're getting inconsistent performance, it's really, really hard. 
And so our job is to make sure that we're playing the most consistent guys. And sometimes that means you're playing a guy that's maybe less talented, but you know exactly what you're going to get. And I feel like we're at a breaking point really on all three sides of the ball where we're saying, you know what, I am now through. It's like one of those fool me once, fool me twice deals where we're now as coaches saying, you know what, the inconsistency is killing us. We're going to go play that guy. He may be less talented, but at least I know what I'm going to get from an effort, attitude, alignment, assignment. I know where he's going to be. He may not be able to make every single play, but at least I know he'll be in the right spot at the right time and he's going to play as hard as he can. And that's where you see a lot of lineup changes, barring injuries. You see lineup changes because you're, you're laying a foundation for what your standard is. And it's, again, a really, really tough way to live, but it's also the same reason I'm here because I'm not budging on what our standard is. Our standard is going, we're going to play harder than everybody else we play against. We're going to work harder than anybody in the offseason. We're going to work harder than anybody in the country to prepare. We're going to work harder than anybody in the country to recruit. And right now you're seeing the ups and downs of that. It's really hard to do that consistently over and over and over and over again. And right now our guys aren't, as a collective whole, calloused enough to go do that. A couple more from Coach Gullish. I know he was very happy about this. And we actually talked a lot, him, myself, and B.J. Daniels, after we finished our taping of the show about finally being able to go at noon and how schedules can be kind of jacked up sometime. I was watching three different Mac games last night. Of course, he went through that whole Maction thing where you're having to play every week in the middle of the week. So it's not been drastically terrible for the Bulls from a scheduling standpoint. But to finally have a noon game and maybe to have that get them off to a quicker start coming together, let's hope right, on Saturday against Temple. Is it crazy we're on week 10? We haven't played a noon game yet. It is crazy. Yeah, literally, like, you know, you you make all the schedules in the summer for all these time slots. That was the first time I, I, on Sunday, looked at a noon game schedule and made sure we were – because, again, we're changing our process a little bit in terms of what, um, you know, what it looks like even working ahead to next week obviously playing a Friday game you're looking at your process counting back but man yeah it's it'll be fun it'll be fun to wake up and go play football (laughs) you know like it's it's really really interesting as you go conference to conference how different it really is but we I feel like we've played a million three o'clock games um and so or 330 but it'll be awesome to wake up eat pregame meal, get to the stadium, and go play ball. I can't wait. Our guys, and my hope, because we're a morning practice team, I hope that that it sparks us a little bit. Um, but I've continued to evaluate our process. Like, I'm aware that that's an issue. Um, we've continued to change what we're doing. We've continued to evolve what we're doing practice-wise to come out and hit the ground running. Um, because, like I said, Saturday after the game, man, 14 nothing. like, I feel like, I need a new situational portion of my game uh, game plan sheet that's like, man, 14 nothing. this is where you go. Like, we've lived that. And and the crazy thing is we've come out on the other side. <laughs> so it's it's like, man, like, no, it's still not okay, <laughs> you know. And, and so, um, man, I hope we do. Um, that's my job to prepare them to go do that. And, um, again, we're continuing to change our process to make sure that our guys are able to adjust and go. I don't mind having a noon start and having a Saturday night to hopefully celebrate a Bulls victory. I do mind, by the way, next Friday at Texas San Antonio where we're going to be kicking it off at 9 and probably 
wrapping up a football broadcast at around 2 a.m., but that's next week. We'll worry about this week with one more from Coach Golish here. Get his comments on Temple on Friday's show, but yeah, I wanted to share what he had to say about his relationship with both basketball coaches. Both those guys are, are really, really awesome resources. I know I talked about Jose a few weeks ago, but incredible resources. I get, I get a text from Jose once or twice a week, and we talk. He was there at one point, you know, and, and so he's got a unique perspective on not just what this place is, but he's a great example of they just continue to win. Well, they continue to win because they're recruiting to a culture of winning. They recruit to a level of toughness, attitude, effort, and young ladies that aren't part of that or don't fit that, like they don't even end up here because they get them around the other girls that are and they weed them out. That's called culture at, at like an elite clip. Um, you know, my conversations with, with Amir have been really fascinating because as a guy that's been a long-time assistant and then just went and did this from scratch, from, from very few wins to kind of a few wins to competing for a conference title to then winning a conference title, he just went through this. And Amir's constant reminder is, is the same as what Jose says is the same as what I felt coming into it. Man, like, you don't change. You hold that standard no matter what. Like, play the guys that are bought into the standard. Like, and it's the same message over and over again. And I certainly respect it because he literally just went through it. You saw living proof evidence at a job that hadn't been great that he has made great. And so it's, uh, it's fascinating to be around two, two unique um, men that that one is at the tail end of it in terms of has built it and now has been able to sustain it, which at times is even harder than building it. And then Amir, who's literally doing the same thing we are. So I think at the end of my time, I'm going to go coach hoops and and <laughs> give my two cents. There's way less guys to manage. It would probably be a blast. I do know this, attitude never you play defense, you got a shot. You just got to recruit. How many shooters you got to recruit? Two? What a cool guy. Really fun. He's like, two. I got to recruit, you know, two dozen on one position and see what we come up with. But a lot of mutual respect there. And you're going to hear from Amir Abdurrahim here in our second segment as we preview a big Thursday, including volleyball, my conversation with Alexis Williams. First of all, the two players who spoke, a good minute from both Jonathan Ross and Weston. Well, first of all, Jonathan is a really friendly guy and he's being all friendly. And then Joey comes in and says, hey, what happened with the defense? But he was very straightforward with the answer. And then Weston Wolf, the tight end, who has been a big part of the offense, a bigger part of the offense for sure, on his quarterback. And then, yes, on the slow start, something they'll hope to turn around this week against Temple. Hello, 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 hello. How you guys doing? Good, good. Good, good. But Jonathan, from a defensive standpoint, I know three of the last four weeks are not what you want. Mm-hmm. How do you make it better? Just perfect our process. Really just continue to work during practice and give it our all during practice. And then we'll get our results on Saturday. I feel like um, just fix fix the little stuff um, and continue to just build on what we do well and uh, fix the things that we do wrong. Just in general, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> really, it was just us not playing our brand of football. Um, I felt like we will have moments of where we did, but moments of where we were not we're not playing our brand of football. Just playing fast, playing aggressive, and uh, getting to the ball making plays when they're, they're supposed to be made. That's something that we have to do more of, uh, keep making plays and capitalize on those moments where we have a chance to turn the tide or just get, get us back on track. Um, I know that 
Like the last couple of weeks just been kind of everywhere, but I just I know we're gonna get it together. Uh, we plan on fixing those things and actually capitalizing on those moments. Yeah, Byram is he's a special guy, man. He's a he's a great leader. Obviously, a young guy, very talented arm, uh, extremely talented with his legs, but. Uh, He's going to keep growing, and I'm really excited to keep playing with him and, and uh, seeing how he develops. I mean, really just everyone doing their job. It's not anything crazy that needs to be done. Uh, we got a great great game plan, great players, and uh, it's really just about going out and everyone doing their job and executing and you know just playing at a high level. And We've done that you know consistently uh, later in games, but it's just about getting that going early. Um, so that'll be, that'll be big going uh, through the last few games here. We'll get more into the Temple matchup on Friday's show. And again, we really get into it on our pregame show Saturday, bright and early at 10 o'clock. Tomorrow on Bullseye, of course, Coach Golish, Kaylee and I sit down with Jonathan Ross, and it is a blast. Amir Abdurrahim with yours truly. Plenty on that squad and plenty you're going to learn. And then finally, Sam Barrington with recent alum, as he always zooms in with one for that show, you're going to hear from Meech Harris, who was on that offensive line that paved the way to a school record against Temple as far as rushing yards went two seasons ago at Raymond James Stadium. Said we had some news on Sean Atkins, and I got to think he's got a real chance to win this award considering he is going to be one of the top receivers in the country and is really within range of already breaking the Bulls program record for receptions in a year. Sean Atkins has been named one of the 10 semifinalists for the Burlesworth Trophy that goes to the most outstanding FBS player who began their career as a walk-on. Last year, it was Stetson Bennett from Georgia, by the way, named for Brandon Burlesworth, former Arkansas walk-on and All-American offensive lineman. If you want to see who the other nine semifinalists are, the full story is up on GoUSFBulls.com. Coming up next, we'll get you set for a big Thursday. Amir Abdurrahim from his press conference on the season opener, which is Thursday night. Before that, volleyball plays. You're going to hear from Alexis Williams. We'll set it up for you. And we've got some highlights from the women's basketball victory. A couple of noteworthy performances for sure from Monday night. Stay tuned. This is Bulls Beat.